0: Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. I'm starting to get back into the groove of things, right? (laughs) How are you doing today? I hope you are doing well. Today, we're on Psalms 75, and this really does make the halfway point. And so, in looking at Psalms today, Psalms twenty seventy five today, we have another Psalm written by Asof. And it is a song that gives honor and praise, and then thanksgiving, which is the category that this Psalms falls under. A song of thanksgiving. Let's look a little closer and see if you hear the thankfulness in Asaph and the children of Israel in this song. I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. We give thanks to you, God. Yes, we give thanks. Your name is near. Your marvelous deeds are declared. God says, when I decide the time is right, I will establish justice just so. The earth and all its inhabitants will melt, but I will keep its pillars steady. I say to the arrogant don't be arrogant to the wicked I say don't exalt your strength don't exalt your strength so highly don't speak so arrogantly against the rock because what exalts someone does not doesn't come from the east or the west it is not from the south either rather it is God who is in who is the judge he brings the person down but that person he lifts up Indeed, there's a cup in the Lord's hand, full of foaming wine, mixed with spice. He will pour it out, and all the earth's wicked people must drink it. They must drink every last drop. But I will rejoice always. I will sing praises to Jacob's God. God says, I will demolish every bit of the wicked's power, but the strength of the righteous will be lifted up. What do you think? Is it a song of thanksgiving? Yes, because it really begins with it, right? It begins with stating how thankful they are and that God's name is close to them. It's near. It's in their hearts that they recognize what God has done for them. Then the song goes into kind of like a character sketch of God as God sees himself. This is God talking. And he says that he is the orchestrator of time, that he is just He is mighty and the earth is subject to him. Then in verses four through five, it's like Asaph picks up again or the singer is hypothetically having a conversation with the wicked or in this case, you know, the Gentiles. For us, it would be non-believers. Therefore, the song takes on a first person warning the wicked to be careful not to mock God or his people, to stop being haughty and to not disrespect God then it shifts again in the following verses and explains to the wicked why they are to exercise caution when dealing with God and his chosen people. And that reason is that God exercises judgment and he will exercise judgment on the wicked. That whole cup full of wine being poured out, it took me about three reads for the Holy Spirit to reveal what this meant. But I heard him and that's the judgment the cup being poured out and you'll find that um that reference or metaphor used throughout the bible of judgment finally the songs the song ends the way that it began which is focusing the attention back on god for it says i will rejoice right in god i will honor him and i will honor the god of jacob And then it's funny because it goes right back to God again, just to give some extra encouragement that says, I will, you know, exact judgment on the wicked. Do you find it interesting that there's a conversation with unbelievers in the middle of a song of thanksgiving? I mean, I do. But as I thought and the Holy Spirit revealed What it is, is it's a way of witnessing, not so much to unbelievers or the wicked or the Gentile, because they're not going to be singing the song, right? Nor are they likely to hear it. No, this reminds the singer, you and me, Asaph, the children of Israel, that God has the final say. Tucked in this song of thanksgiving is a little note of encouragement to the children of Israel and to us. And that encouragement is to not grow weary with how the wicked prosper. Don't doubt that God is in control because the wicked seem to prevail. No, God is the one who will determine when he will, quote unquote, pour out judgment. So be patient and wait. Isn't that neat? I mean, I think so. Now, what does this convey to us as caregivers? To not be anxious or weary in your season of caregiving (laughs) to not buy into the chaos that may be surrounding you with people who think they know a better way to take care of your loved one you know the haters the peanut gallery to not try and make to take matters into your own hands you know when you're being maligned or misunderstood but instead to pray and ask God to give you the patience to either wait for him to act or for him to be very clear with you if there's something that he wishes you to do. But you humble yourself before him, acknowledging him for the God that he is, you know, that he's been, that he's been to you and perhaps to your family and the God that he continues to be to you. You see, the God you serve is the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, which means you can count on him. And if he's brought you this far, He will carry you to the end. He is the God who has never left you, nor will he. And he's not going to allow you to leave him. You're with him. Y'all are a couple now. (laughs) You serve a God who is head over heels in love with you. He loves you. So allow him to show you how much he loves you in this season. And rejoice in him knowing that he does have the final say. And rest in that. Let's pray. Oh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, our provider, Elohim Edonai, we come before you with thanksgiving. Thanking you for being the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow the God that we can count on, the God who has bridged the gap for us so that we can come to you and call you Father. Thank you for making a way for us. Thank you for strengthening us to handle this season of caring for our loved one. Thank you for the people whom you have provided around us to help us. And thank you for the ones that you are going to bring because you are a God about relationship and community. And so, Father, I ask that you provide the caregivers right now a community of people that they can rely on, trust, and who will support them and help them through this season. But let them not mistake the help that is being provided by others, that it is coming from them, but that it is coming from you, our sustainer, our healer, our ever-present God. Help us to not grow weary, but to to remind ourselves and to remember that you have the final say. And that as long as we continue to focus on you, allowing your spirit to live within us, to be obedient to what you have told us to do, we don't have to worry about what's going on around us because our focus is on you. I ask, Father, that you allow each caregiver listening for them to know how much you love them, that you that they are the apple of your eye, and that you delight in them. Help them to feel your peace today, to give them encouragement, and to really know how much you love them. Now this we ask in the matchless name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, my caregiving family, you go minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus, knowing that you are loved. Bye.